She'll come to relax. I'm not, I don't have a full sermon prepared. This is just more of a, of a meditation um, about the, the text from Luke. The famous song uh, that Mary proclaimed as she arrived at her cousin Elizabeth's home. In that particular moment, because of some of the things that happened with Elizabeth and and her child, um, Mary all of a sudden understood that all of God's promises about her baby being the anointed one of God, the savior of the world, were true. So these words that we read overflowed out of the amazement in her heart. For centuries, uh, the song has been known as the Magnificat. Um, and in fact, the, that's the, the Latin translation of the very first word of her song, uh, Magnificat. It's the Latin word from which we get our word, um, magnify. And Mary is magnifying the joy in her heart, the glory of all that God has done and will do. One writer uh, comments about the, the fame of this particular song and writes that Mary's song has been whispered in monasteries, chanted in cathedrals, recited in small churches by evening candlelight, and set to music with trumpets and kettle drums by Johann Sebastian Bach. Since this song comes from Mary, the mother of Jesus, and is in response to the prophecy about her child, her baby to be born, uh, Jesus, this song is often associated with Christmas time. With sentiments of motherhood and the joy of birth, with sentiments of a little baby swaddled in a warm blanket, maybe even exotic kings bringing expensive gifts, we can almost slip into thinking that this was essentially the the first Christmas carol. What I often forget until I really look at it again is how powerfully radical the meaning of this song is. Rather than singing this song holding hands in a group around a Christmas tree, this song would be far more at home being sung, holding hands, blocking the entrance to corporate headquarters. William Barclay, a Scottish writer and pastor from last century, calls it the most revolutionary document in the world. He writes that it has, that it is morally revolutionary. We hear this in verse 51. God has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost hearts. It is morally revolutionary. It's socially revolutionary. Verse 52, he has brought down rulers from their thrones and has lifted up the humble. And it is economically revolutionary. Verse 53, God has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. This is a song of revolution, speaking hope, hope to the oppressed and the overlooked. 
Mary is announcing a new order for the world that will come to earth with the birth of her child, Jesus. Tom Wright, an English-British theologian, notes, much of Mary's song is actually echoed by her son's preaching, by the preaching of Jesus, as he warns the rich not to trust in their their wealth and promises God's kingdom to the poor. Even in the choice of Mary to be the mother of God's anointed one, God demonstrates revolutionary love and justice. One of the most touching lines in the song is verse 48. God has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. God knows that Mary exists even. For her, just knowing that the God of the universe knows that she exists was overwhelming because certainly the powerful of the earth at the time had no clue that she existed. Then you add in verse 49 that the, God, the mighty one has done great things for me. No wonder her soul magnifies the Lord and her spirit rejoices in God. And she sees that this love and this justice will be extended to all who give their hearts to God. Verse 50. God, uh, excuse me, God's mercy extends to those who revere him from generation to generation. I like the way uh, Daryl Bach, a, a professor at Dallas Theological, writes, Mary understands the honor given her to have God actively involved in her life. The sense of privilege, lacking of any merit, spills over into a waterfall of praise and gratitude, full of passion and a sense of wonder. I really wanted us to be reminded of this because I know that there are many of us here this morning who have been very distressed and discouraged of late to the point where I know many people don't even want to watch television, don't want to scroll through Twitter, they don't want to have any reminder of what's happening in our nation and in our world at times. The past two years have revealed to many of us, I think, the depth and breadth of sickness at best, evil at worst in our nation. And it seems at times like it's just getting worse. But Mary's song comes to all of us, even now, as a song of resistance and revolution, a song of truth and of hope to encourage us and give us strength. During the season of Advent four years ago, 2014, Lisa Sharon Harper, who is a writer and a church and community organizer in New York City, wrote a blog piece reflecting on what Michael Brown's death in Ferguson, Missouri, had revealed about our society and racism, about the militarization of police forces, about the impact of those systemic forces on black and brown people particularly. And even at that time, she felt that our nation is, as she quotes, 
at war with the image of God in black and brown bodies. And that was before President number 45 and all that has been unleashed since then. But she closed her blog with this. It is Advent. This is a season about waiting with expectation and hope. I confess it has been hard for me to have hope recently. But then I remember the historical context of Advent. Mary sang her Magnificat in the context of a police state called Rome. She belonged to a contained and threatened people. She waited and celebrated the day her womb would birth hope for the oppressed and the lifting up of those tread down. This year, I have come to understand Advent as protest. Protest against the wartime impulse of men to tread down God's image on earth. God promises that one day justice will reign, so we know that there will be peace. God promises that one day love will reign, so we know that there will be joy. God promised, promises and promised at the time birth Mary's baby would reign. And so even now, there is hope. Thanks be to God.